welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the new Jesus. All right, so today we're talking about if you are in a grace state, what does that mean? It just means you're saved, all right? That's, that's kind of something uh, that the Catholics came up with more than maybe others, the, the term grace state. Um, all that means is you're under grace. You're saved. All right, you've, you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Um, John says you will know them, the ones who are followers of Jesus by their love. Okay, you, you've committed to him and you're still committed to him. Doesn't mean you don't mess up all the time. I mess up every day. I sin and mess up more than anybody I know. Okay, so it doesn't mean that. Means you're still your intention is still that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you're committed to Him now, and your plan is to be committed to Him for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mess up, but that's my commitment and intention. Period, and the mess up doesn't change that. All right. If that's true of you, then I believe you're in a grace state. Biblically, you are saved. All right. So, what if you are in a grace state? and intentionally sin. It's not an accident. You don't do it before you can think about it. Typically, if you do it before you can think about it, you have kind of an addiction to that sin. All right? You've done it so much, your conscience has become numb, and you just do it without thinking uh, now. Okay? Once you get back kind of on the right path. That, that doesn't mean you're lost necessarily, but once you get back on the right path where I'm not just sinning without thinking about it and then later realizing, oh man, I just sinned. Um, man, I shouldn't do that. Father, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. All right? But what, once, once you get back on where it's not just numb anymore and you're on the right path and intentionally sin, what happens? What happens? Okay, well, I'm going to borrow a little bit from kind of the medicine and psychology symptom complex, 
which means if someone comes in to a medical doctor or a psychologist, the first thing they're going to do is, what are your symptoms? And with those symptoms, they're going to try to identify where's the problem coming from and what does the treatment need to be. So this is where's the problem coming from and, and what do we need to do or change if we're in this situation. We're in a grace state, but we intentionally sin, all right? So my, the first step is what is your symptom when you intentionally sin, okay? For most of my clients, and, and yes, I'm talking about the ones that I believe are saved at the time in a grace state, for most of my clients, when they intentionally sin, they feel and think guilt and shame. All right? And, and I used to do that too, all the time. Okay? Uh, commit, uh, Satan tempts me to sin, either for pleasure or to numb or distract from some pain. Okay? Then I do sin because he tempt me. And then I feel guilt and shame which I believe is also from Satan, him beating me over the head and condemning me after I sin. Okay? I don't believe that's God. I think that is Satan tempting me to do it, then condemning me when I do do it with thoughts and feelings of guilt and shame by lying to me in my mind. And I think it's my voice saying I'm guilty and I'm ashamed. I don't believe it is. I believe it's Satan or at least the result of programming that comes from Satan and his demons' lies and me giving in to that and having a wrong belief that I am guilty of this because I remember doing it when I believe God assigns the responsibility to Satan and his demons and sin living in me, as Paul said in Romans 7. So, if you commit an intentional sin, and it, or an accidental one, in a grace state, and you experience, feel, think, guilt, and shame, I believe that your programming is wrong about the most important thing in your life, which is, am I saved or lost? Am I right with God, or am I not? Okay, all of this is predicated on you're in a grace state. All right? So if that's the case, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and this is in Christ Jesus. All right? So if you sin, intentionally or accidentally, and you experience guilt and shame, I do not believe that comes from the Holy Spirit or God. It comes from Satan, his demons, his lies, and my programming that came from those lies with me or my ancestry, a sins of the fathers, okay? So what is the wrong programming? I've gone back to the old law to, to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Stimulus response, okay? Uh, oh, that the guilt and shame can also be just sort of a I'm not good enough or I don't measure up because of the sin, intentional or not. Okay, so I feel guilt, shame, not good enough. I believe you have wrong programming about the most important thing in your life, which is causing you to go back to, um, I believe it was Galatians 1, and I've got that down here somewhere, where Paul said, yes, here. Who has bewitched you into believing another gospel? That's what Paul told the Galatians. Well, what other gospel? 
They'd gone back to legalism. They'd gone back to the old law of guilt, shame, condemnation. I'm not good enough. Uh, I'm as good as my works. Well, that's not scriptural for the New Testament. Okay? The law came through Moses. Grace came through Jesus Christ. Okay? So, now there is no condemnation which means no guilt or shame. So what should I be experiencing if I intentionally or accidentally sin? Disappointment, uh, maybe a little bit of sadness, but not to the point where it really gets me down for a long time. Maybe uh, I'm convicted because I know that Jesus died for my sins and he took my sins to the cross and I believe he may have felt pain from my sin when he did that. And God and Jesus are not bound by time. So does that hurt Jesus or God a little bit now when I sin? I believe it does, and we're going to look at some scriptures that indicate that in a minute, okay? But it's, it's guilt and I'm lost versus gratitude that, thank you, Father, disappointment and then gratitude, thank you, Father, that you have saved me, that I'm in a great state, that there's no condemnation, that I'm innocent as if I've never committed a sin, uh, a saint, holy, righteousness of Christ, all of the above, okay? So if you experience the guilt, shame, not good enough, you've got wrong programming that's causing you to believe what's not true. You're living in the old law versus the new, and you're being bewitched, just like the Galatians, okay? Um, you can never have your best intent, your best, and, and what God intended to be your best life when he knew you before the foundations of the world, uh, breathed the breath of life in you, knit you together in your mother's womb. You can never have that best intended life for you that God wants and that you want as long as you're living under this wrong programming that's saying you have guilt and shame when you sin, maybe even go from saved to lost when you sin, which is another lie, okay? Um, you can't have your best life. That only comes through miraculous grace mercy, forgiveness, and the love of God. Okay? Only. So if these are your symptoms, guilt, shame, not good enough, or something in that neighborhood, you have wrong programming that you're believing that is causing you to feel almost the opposite of what you should feel. Guilt, shame, and lost versus gratitude. I mean, those are almost opposite. Okay? Um... And are we willing, by our will, intentional sin, pain to God and Jesus? I mean, would you sin as much as you do now if you thought, you know what? When I sin, it causes pain to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Well... Would you sin against your wife or husband or child or father or mother or neighbor or, or brother or sister or friend if you knew that if I do this, it's going to cause them pain? Someone that you care about. Well, I hope you wouldn't do it as much. If I had that thought before doing something about hope or my boys, oh my goodness, I would try if there's any way possible not to do that. I don't want to cause them pain. I want to cause them 
pleasure and love and joy and peace and health and happiness and, and all that stuff. And I know you do too, okay? So are you, by your intentional sin, willing pain to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit and don't even know it and causing pain to yourself because you're believing a lie about your present state that should be met with gratitude, not condemnation, okay? Choosing law over grace will cause you to be bewitched, take away your peace, joy, love, replace it with stress, anxiety, fear, and almost everything negative that you don't want in your life, and it destroys God's plan for you because God's plan is to prosper you. God's plan is good. God's, God's plan is to make everything, right? Romans 8, work out for your good. Everything. Okay? Well, that's, that doesn't sound like a good plan. That sounds like an unbelievable, fantastic, miraculous plan for my life and Hope's life and my boy's life. And, and that is exactly what I want. And we should not let go of that easily. Okay? Because it's not only what we want, it's what God want intended and the reason he did all this and the reason Jesus died for us. Okay, so how does it destroy God's plan for you? Well, it steals your love, joy, and peace. But also, let's take a look at, at God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit when we t sin, especially intentionally. Ephesians 4 verse 30 says it grieves the Holy Spirit. John 14, 24, it says, and this is uh, about Jesus. Whoever does not love me, Jesus says, does not keep my word. So, if you're intentionally sinning over and over and over, and by the way, this doesn't mean slipping up and falling intentional sin, alright? This means like, I'm going to do this from now on, okay? Uh, I know it's a sin, but I enjoy it. Uh, maybe you think it's not a big deal like gossip, but gossip is mentioned right in the same place in Scripture as murder. There's no distinction between the two, okay? So this is more, I think, not just slipping up, but yeah, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I believe scripturally that does not take you out of a grace state. You're still saved, but it steals your love, joy, peace, and hurts God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit who have nothing but love and your best interest at, in their heart and mind, okay? So Jesus says, if you don't love me, this, you're, you are going to sin intentionally, okay? So are you, are you doing what Jesus asked you to do or are you not? If you're not, do you really love him? You really love Jesus. If not, you may need to spend some time in scripture. For sure, a lot of time in prayer, meditation, um, about uh, Revelation 1 and the throne room and, and, and all that sort of thing, okay? You need to communicate, you need to be committed, etc. All right? But that's a huge one to me. And that's not a scripture I grew up hearing. Whoever does not love me does not keep my word okay so on the other hand second corinthians 5 14 
The love of Christ compels us. So if you do love me, you will keep it. I, God and Jesus, I believe their place is, if you love me, we won't have to worry about you keeping the word. You, you'll do it. You'll want to do it and will. Okay? Psalm 7840. God is grieved over our sin. Grief is pain, man. You have someone who's lost someone close to them, and for the next six months, a year, two years, they're grieving over the loss of that loved one. That is serious stuff that can involve anger, depression, anxiety, stress. Uh, most of those emotional well-being negatives can come from that, can come from grief, okay? So God is grieved by our sin, and in Jeremiah 31, verse 3, God's God says, my love is an everlasting love and an unfailing love. Everlasting and unfailing. Wow. Unfailing. That means success. Okay? And not every once in a while. His love is unfailing toward you. It will be there every time. That's what unfailing means. No mess-ups. Okay? Only God could do that, by the way. I can't love unfailingly. I fail all the time. And then Psalm 5, verse 4 and 5, God hates the evildoer. And again, that's not someone who slips up and does evil. That's someone, that's someone who's intentionally living that way and plans to. Okay? Now, this doesn't even mean necessarily that they're lost. They, could, might, they maybe could still be in a grace state. Because their intention is to be faithful to God. They're just not doing it right now or, or, or feel like they can't do it right now. All right? But God hates that. So God hates. He's grieved. The Holy Spirit is grieved. Uh, Jesus has caused pain by our sin. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Our sin hurts God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit and it, and, and it hurts you, okay? It's, cause, it's taking you away from your best and intended life. So here's the takeaway. When you sin, either intentionally or non-intentionally, do you experience guilt, shame, I'm not good enough, or something in that neighborhood, or do you experience a little disappointment because I messed up, and especially because I may have hurt God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, but then shifts pretty quickly to, oh, but Father, thank you so much for saving me anyway. Thank you so much for forgiving me. Thank you for, even though I can remember doing that sin five minutes ago, you make me, through the blood of Jesus and the righteousness of Christ, righteous, holy, innocent, as if I've never done anything wrong in my entire life. Wow, that is how you have your best and God's intended life for you, which is different from anyone else. And I'm not saying God's intended life for you is, is riches or glory. No, it may be. I think it is for some people. But for some other people, it may be is very modest and humble. But here's the deal. When you get there to your best intended life, in the grace state by God, you will know and feel this is perfect for me. I love this. I can't imagine a better life 
for me. I believe that's what you'll experience when you get there. But to get there, you have to make you have to eliminate the wrong programming, which is taking you back to the old law and seek pleasure and avoid pain. And and I'm good if I do good, I'm bad if I do bad, versus what I call love B, which is if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good long term. All things work for my good. And so my response is not the guilt, shame, and condemnation. It's disappointment, then gratitude, thankfulness, love, joy, peace. All right? Which are you experiencing today? All right? And if it's, if it's like most of the believers that I've worked with and still do today, and when you sin, it's guilt, shame, I'm not good enough, then you've got some programming you got to get rid of to get to a better life and eventually maybe your best life, all right? And the Holy Spirit will help you do that. God will help you do that. Jesus will help you do that. Um, but your part is to choose, okay? Uh, about all the strength I have is to decide who's going to get me. Either God or Satan's going to get me. And today, all right? I don't have the strength to do it right, but I do have the choice to choose God's way or Satan's. The uh, gratitude, best life by um, believing and living God's promises in Scripture about me, who I am, His miracle plan of love through the sacrifice of Jesus that I, from which I receive His magnificent almost impossible to understand and believe on this earth, grace. And the result of that is, is thankfulness, gratitude, love, joy, and peace. Which are you experiencing? Start shifting today. It'll change your life. Guaranteed. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, blessed day.